Welcome to our podcast about the growing epidemic of diabetes. Today we're talking about the different issues related to this very important topic. I'll kick us off then with a brief overview of diabetes. So let's see what is diabetes and we will learn oh so much about it in the next few minutes. Diabetes is not necessarily a traditional disease. It is more of a long-lasting health condition. You see, glucose is is a sugar that you eat something and it breaks down into glucose in your body and it accumulates in the pancreas inside of your body. And with diabetes, it's a condition where the blood sugar is not regulated by the hormone insulin, which usually regulates the blood sugar, the glucose levels. But someone with diabetes has trouble getting enough insulin or can't produce insulin, and they have trouble regulating their natural blood sugar levels, which causes a lot of effects, as we will later hear. So there are two different types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Type 2 is much more common. It accounts for 95% of diabetic cases. Um, Type 1 is more of an uh, autoimmune disorder, and it's when the immune system attacks and destroys part of the pancreas, um, and that part produces insulin. So it can be triggered by genes and potential environmental factors. They're researching if certain viruses trigger it. Um, but it compromises the immune system and it's more common to have that be um, like genetic, not controlled by diet choices. Whereas type two is when your body starts to resist insulin and eventually there's a complete failure of insulin production. And this can also be triggered by genes, the environment. It's often related to having little exercise or being overweight or having a poor diet. Um, and insulin use is more common for type 1 diabetics. And type 2 diabetics is often passed down in the family. Not necessarily 100% genetic, but I know from my experience, my grandpa had diabetes, and my uncle has diabetes, and my dad is more at risk, and so am I. And adding on to that, there's a third type of diabetes, which is gestational diabetes. That's when a pregnant woman has diabetes, which can then be passed on to her child, who will grow up to have a high risk of diabetes. So now let's talk symptoms. Diabetes can, there is something called prediabetes, where a person is at risk more for diabetes, but when diabetes first starts to develop, Uh, Some of the call out, this is diabetes, are when a person has to urinate a lot, particularly at night, and feels an unquenchable thirst and just drinks and drinks and drinks. And a person can lose weight, get very hungry, have blurry vision, tingling hands and feet, and just be very tired. And a lot of these symptoms make it hard to diagnose it as diabetes and not Uh, something else. But in diabetes, the immune system becomes compromised, which means that a person will be more open to infections and have more infections. And two-second rundown, type 1 characteristic symptoms are nausea, vomiting, and stomach pains, and that usually develops quickly. And type 2 diabetes symptoms develop slower 
and usually starts when you're an adult. Um, there are many potential complications that can come with being a diabetic. Um, there can be lots of nerve damage, um, it can lead to blindness. Uh, you can have infections and if you don't take care of them, um, amputations can happen. A lot of people have had to amputate different limbs and when people don't take care of their bodies how they need to when being diabetic, they have the potential to undergo a lot of these complications. Um, and there isn't a cure, but insulin is a treatment used mostly by type 1 diabetics. A lot of people have a pump where they have a little device that tells them what, how much insulin they need to put in, and they check their blood sugar so that they can put in insulin before they eat so that their body will break down the glucose correctly. Um, and for type 2 diabetics, some use insulin, but also it's common to just start to take care of your body more by changing your diet, exercising, and having a generally more healthy lifestyle. Um, diabetes is pretty pervasive all around the world. However, Native Americans, African Americans, Latinos, and Asian Americans have a higher rate of diabetes than the white population. And for type 2 diabetes, um, you're more likely to get it at ages 45 or older. Um, and regarding causes and risk factors, while eating sugary foods and drinking sodas doesn't mean you will get diabetes, it's definitely related to those who do get the disease. And um, 422 million people worldwide are diagnosed and 7.3 million people are, under, are undiagnosed. Another important thing to note that here is that diabetes is ultimately more prevalent in minority communities because socioeconomically they are less likely to have the money and to have the healthy food in their areas and that is something that scientists and researchers see over and over. Um, okay, I have some statistics just to make it, just make the podcast more um, factual. So currently one in ten people in the U.S. have diabetes and it's predicted that in the next five years, it might reach five in 10 people will have it. And worldwide in 2000, um, 11 million people had it, have it. And in 2025, it's predicted that almost 20 million people will have diabetes. Um, one in five diabetic people don't even know that they have diabetes. Mm -hmm. And more than one in two adults have prediabetes. Um, it's also the seventh leading cause of death in America. Um, okay, and some facts. Um, it was discovered in ancient Egypt that through like Egyptian manuscripts, um, diabetes and like the symptoms and causes of it were detailed out. So historians um, interpreted that it was a very like um, prevalent cause of death back then too and medical costs and wages for people with diabetes is a total of 327 billion dollars yearly yes welcome back to our podcast where we're discussing the growing rise of diabetes in the united states in this session we're going to focus on the documentary we watched by um nova called blood sugar rising 
And so I wanted to get our thoughts and responses to what we watched and our, our sentiments about diabetes in general. Um, I found the documentary to be very informative, especially about type 2 diabetes. I have two close friends with type 1, and they live healthy lifestyles, so I haven't seen how terrible the complications can become, but through the documentary I saw how common it can be to have amputations or nerve damage or blindness, and it's honestly very scary, and I think that throughout the world and throughout our country we need to create um, insulin to make it more available for those who need it because people so many people have died by trying to cut the amount of insulin they need because they can't afford it and I think there's a lot of knowledge about diabetes that should be more common. Um, I think that we often like underestimate how terrible the disease is for a lot of people because we live in a safe community in Atlanta and we are, have many great qualified doctors and for those who, for the people that we do know who are diabetic, they, a lot of them don't experience the like traumas that we watched in the movie. So I think that I wasn't as, I should have been more aware of how terrible it is and how people are like seriously sick for their entire lives and don't get proper treatment. So I think there needs to be more um, focus towards those who don't get the um, high quality care. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good point because also I think uh, what I learned from the documentary is that like we any of us can just look up like the statistics and um, read like the medical definition of diabetes, but in the documentary you like followed the real life of someone struggling, struggling with diabetes and you just get to see the impact it has like on their mental health and like their families and parents really struggle like seeing their kids worry about the financial well-beings of like their families because of a disease they can't control and yeah it's just a, like a reality check. Yeah, uh, one of the subjects of the documentary, uh, Montel Lee, he was he, he injured his leg, and since he had diabetes, uh, the sugar kept forming on on his leg, and it looked terrible. And he was not the doctor suggested that he not eat the sugar, and he had to start living a better lifestyle and eating healthier foods, and that was just a challenge. So I can't imagine going through that though I related to him because my uncle with diabetes sliced his leg on a stairwell and for the next two and a half years up to this day he's still having trouble and he's not out of the woods because a diabetic uh, with, with a diabetic situations like that can be fatal uh, watching this documentary really makes me um become much more grateful for my health and I see all the things that these people have to constantly be thinking about and it's something that I never worry about. Like if I cut my leg somewhere, I put some Neosporin a bandaid on and that's all, but they have to still be concerned years later. And like these patients are sick for their entire lives. Like it's a, it's a continuous battle and like when we're, God forbid, we're like 
we get a cold, it's for a week, and then we don't think about it again, but it's forever for them, which is terrifying. Though there is some hope, and there's not a cure, but technology is coming out every year that helps uh, set up systems to automatically regulate insulin in the body. So with that and other pieces of technology, uh, things are getting easier. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I was struck by the father and one of the parents in the movie, um, or sorry, the documentary, Ed Damiano, who created a company um, after his son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as an infant. Um, and he's working toward developing a bionic pancreas that would essentially cure uh, diabetes, and he, in 2019, raised a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, a spectacularly, uh, you know, impressive amount of money toward the research. Um, but also, again, as, as Anna mentioned, the, the struggles that people undergo because they can't afford their medication. Um, insulin, which should be just something so simple. Um, one thing they, they talked about in the documentary is the astronomical explosion of price increases in cost of insulin so that someone who doesn't have access to good quality health care or basic health insurance, instead of buying their insulin because they can't afford it, starts cutting back and ends up dead. And to me, that's just beyond tragic. Um, but I, I thought it was an incredible documentary, and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to, to learn more. Thank you for tuning in today.